No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we will see where God gives unusual instructions for how the first city of Canaan is to be conquered. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Joshua chapter 6 on Simply the Bible. We are called to warfare. There is no escaping this fact. Those who refuse to acknowledge this truth have already capitulated to the evil one. But the Bible tells us that if we resist the devil, he will flee from us. The book of Joshua is rich with lessons in how to conquer our enemy and inherit all that God has promised to those who love him. Today, we look at the very first battle that was fought as the children of Israel entered the promised land. We pick it up in Joshua chapter 6. Now Jericho was securely shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given you Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city. All you men of war, you shall go all around the city once. This you shall do six days. And seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. But the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. It shall come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you hear the sound of the trumpet, that all the people shall shout with a great shout. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up with every man straight before him. The land of Canaan was divided into city-states, each ruled by a king. Now, excavations at Jericho indicate that the city covered about eight acres and was protected by two high parallel walls, which stood about 15 feet apart and surrounded the city. 38 years earlier, it was the site of such fortified cities like Jericho that convinced 10 of the spies that Israel could never conquer the land. Now, observe the tense of the verb that God used here. He said, I have given Jericho into your hand, its king and the mighty man of valor. From God's perspective, it was already a done deal. Oh, that we would view the things that God has promised to us as though he has already given them to us. That's real faith. No military commander would have ever devised such a strategy to march around the city once each day for six days and then to shout on the seventh day. I mean, how could that ever conquer the city? But God does things in such a way that only he receives the glory. The Apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 27, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen and the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. That ought to Encourage every little person to know that God can use you for great things. Now, in Sunday school, we used to sing this song, Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. But 
The battle really belonged to the Lord. It was completely his victory, as we shall see. Success in ministry does not consist in us making our plans and asking God to bless them. Rather, success in ministry consists of discovering God's plan and then doing what he says. Verse 6, Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priests and said to them, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the Ark of the Lord. So it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets, and the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord followed them. The armed men went before the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard came after the ark while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. Now Joshua had commanded the people, saying, You shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until the day I say to you, Shout, then you shall shout. So he had the ark of the Lord circle the city going around it once. Then they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Joshua specified the order of this military procession. There were 600,000 soldiers in Israel and an estimated 2 to 3 million people. Probably only a small percentage of soldiers and priests were involved in this procession. Joshua gave them these orders for the first day. First, leading the group were the armed soldiers. Second came seven priests blowing seven ram's horns. Third came the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant. Thus, the Lord was going with them as they marched around Jericho. And finally, there was the armed rear guard. Now Joshua instructed all the people to remain silent during the procession. They were not even to speak one word until the seventh day when they would all shout on cue. Verse 12, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Then seven priests bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord went on continually and blew with the trumpets. And the armed men went before them, but the rear guard came after the ark of the Lord, while the priests continued blowing the trumpets. And the second day they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. So they did this six days. They repeated what they did on the first day for six days total. Now, what do you suppose the inhabitants of Jericho were thinking? Perhaps on the first day they expected Israel to begin to build siege works. I mean, that would have been the normal way of taking a city. But when they encircled the city one time and then went back to their camp, the people of Jericho must have breathed a little easier. However, when Israel repeated this for six days, I would think that this would build apprehension into their hearts for what was Israel going to do next. Verse 15, But it came to pass on the seventh day that they rose early about the dawning of the day and marched around the city seven times in the same manner. On that day, only they marched around the city seven times. And the seventh time it happened, when the priests blew the trumpets, that Joshua said to the people, Shout, for the Lord has given you the city. 
Now the city shall be doomed by the Lord to destruction, it and all who are in it. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all who are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. And you, by all means, abstain from the accursed things, lest you become accursed when you take of the accursed things, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. But all the silver and gold and vessels of bronze and iron are consecrated to the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. So when the seventh day came, Joshua gave the people five orders. First, this day they were to march around the city seven times. Second, after the seventh time around the city, the priests would give a long blast of the trumpets and the people would shout. Now, after being silent for seven days, I can only imagine how loud this shout must have been. Third, they were to devote everything to the Lord by killing every living thing. Jericho was a kind of first fruits of all the cities that they would conquer, and this was to be given completely to the Lord. Fourth, they were to save Rahab and everyone with her in her house because earlier she had hidden the spies that Joshua had sent. Fifth, devoting everything to the Lord meant that they were not to touch any of the spoil or keep it for themselves. These things were to be considered accursed, cursed with Jericho and not to be touched. Verse 20, so the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets and it happened when the people heard the sound of the trumpet and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat. Then the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, young and old, ox and sheep and donkey, with the edge of the sword. Now when they gave the great shout, the walls fell flat. This wasn't become of some acoustical thing, like a woman singing and shattering a glass. Rather, it was a sovereign work of God's awesome, mighty power. The soldiers did everything Joshua told them and put every living thing to the sword. But Joshua had said to the two men who had spied out the country, go into the harlot's house and from there bring out the woman and all that she has as you swore to her. And the young men who had been spies went in and brought out Rahab, her father, her mother, her brothers, and all she had. So they brought out all her relatives and left them outside the camp of Israel. But they burned the city and all that was in it with fire. Only the silver and gold and the vessels of bronze and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua spared Rahab the harlot, her father's household, and all that she had. So she dwells in Israel to this day because she hid the messengers from Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. Miraculously, when the walls of Jericho fell, Rahab's apartment, which was built into the wall, was still standing. God protected her. As Gentiles, Rahab and her household were placed outside the camp of the Israelites. The males would have had to have been circumcised to become proselytes. Then they burned the city with fire. The metal vessels were given over to the Lord. And we are told that when this book was written, probably at the end of Joshua's life, Rahab was still alive. 
When we get to the book of Matthew, we see that she is one of the women in the genealogy of Christ. She became an ancestor of David. How amazing it is that a Canaanite prostitute is in the lineage of Christ, God demonstrating his grace in reconciling sinful people to himself through his son, Jesus Christ. Verse 26, Then Joshua charged them at that time, saying, Cursed be the man before the Lord who rises up and builds this city Jericho. He shall lay its foundation with his firstborn, and with his youngest he shall set up its gates. So the Lord was with Joshua, and his fame spread throughout all the country. Joshua gave an unusual prophetic curse that anyone rebuilding Jericho would lose his firstborn son. And this was fulfilled in 1 Kings 16.34. The Lord was with Joshua and his fame spread. Now, if God begins to use you and exalt you before others, always remember where the grace and power are coming from. It's the Lord. God calls us to fight many battles. We battle our flesh, the world, and the devil. I would like to close with the words of Phillips Brooks. Do not pray for easy lives. Pray to be better men and women. Do not pray for tasks equal to your powers. Rather, pray for power equal to your tasks. That is the way we become more than conquerors through Christ who loved us. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we'll see what happens when one person disobeys God and takes for himself what is devoted to God. We hope you'll join us as we continue through the book of Joshua on Simply the Bible.